Do you have a tricky work problem that you need to solve? I have a great podcast recommendation for you featuring a pair of expert women. Whether you're just starting your career or a seasoned professional, check out Fixable, a podcast from TED. Hosted by Harvard professor Frances Fry and her wife, leadership coach Ann Morris, the brilliant duo provide honest, actionable advice to help you navigate everything from a gaslighting manager to returning to work after parental leave. They'll leave you feeling empowered and ready to act. Listen to Fixable wherever you get your podcasts. I recently received an email from a bossed-up podcast listener named Michelle, whose job prospects were derailed by what is now the nation's longest partial shutdown of the United States government. Michelle wrote in part, quote, I began working as an intern with the federal government in February of 2017 and stand to be converted to full time. I literally just submitted the paperwork on December 24. However, this means that in just the short time I've been there, I've been subject to three shutdowns now. My direct managers and supervisors are all amazing. They're flexible with my time and tasks. They're totally in love with my work ethic. And they've gone out of their way to fight the uphill battle with the higher-ups to get my conversion to becoming a full-time employee approved in spite of the hiring freeze. The atmosphere here is wonderful, and I have a real chance with hard work and time to get into the hard sciences without having to go back to college for another degree. However, with the shutdown and now the pay freeze, I'm left in a position that many federal workers find themselves in, scrambling to make sure my bills are paid. In addition to this, for the same type of work in a state or county government, I could be making 4 to $5 an hour more. I found several positions within the state that appeal to me. Not only do they pay well, but they have room for upward mobility. They involve a little more commute, but that doesn't bother me. However, all of them would require a total career pivot for me. I know I have to make this decision on my own, but I was just wondering if you might have any tools or perhaps your listeners might for weighing my options here. Federal service is a great long-term security option. It's a stable, comfortable, and in my case, exciting gig. But I want to buy a house someday, maybe adopt a kid. I don't know if I can keep doing the shutdown dance for another two years and what that might cost me in the long run. Michelle, I am so sorry that this shutdown is forcing you into a difficult position. And I'm not just sorry, I'm ashamed. I'm embarrassed, as we all should be. We, the United States of America, the wealthiest nation in the world, we're tolerating the furlough of 800,000 federal workers right now? It's shameful. These are workers who have chosen to serve their country. Members of the United States Coast Guard have just been denied their paychecks for the first time in history. And just yesterday, the Trump administration announced that nearly 50,000 federal workers are required to return to work, despite not getting paid, and with no expectation given as to when they might be paid next. We should all be outraged. These are the people who keep our food safe, our airport security secure, and who've chosen to work towards the public well-being of our nation. And now these are the very folks, many of whom are forced into lining up at food banks or living off the charity of grocery store chains handing out gift cards. This is a national embarrassment. Michelle, if this were a situation being put upon you by a company in the private sector, if it were a company that was regularly stiffing its employees— just as hundreds have alleged that Trump's private sector businesses have done for years, for the record, 
I would tell you to cut and run, to not withstand that kind of abuse, to not tolerate such a toxic environment, and to consider litigation on top of it all. Because this is not a form of negotiation, to be clear. This is abusive. Negotiation is a conversation with the explicit intent of arriving at agreement. It's a give-and-take process aimed for compromise. When an employer withholds pay, regardless of who it is, we're no longer talking about negotiation here. This is about eliciting pain, creating crisis, and aiming to weaken your bargaining power by abusing their position of power over you. This kind of behavior isn't a sign of strength. It's indicative of a toxic workplace and a calculation like that of a schoolyard bully designed to intimidate, scare, and belittle you. But how do you really deal with schoolyard bullies? You've got to show your strength and resolve in return. In other words, as Kesha might say, you can't let the bastards get you down. You can't allow this kind of a national anomaly, which we cannot allow to become normal in anyone's eyes, to derail your intended career path. You're clearly someone who's excited by the direction your career is headed in towards the hard sciences. You can't let this chaos in Washington, as absurd as it is, as much as it shouldn't be happening, cause you to consider leaving that path behind in pursuit of a few dollars more an hour elsewhere. Take the long view, Michelle. Think about what you'd regret more in 10, 20, or 30 years from now. Now, that's not to say that these weeks and months ahead are going to be easy. But while the financial duress that you're under right now is real, I refuse to join the chorus of absurdist advice coming out from the Office of Personnel Management about how to barter to delay your rent payments or do chores for neighbors for extra cash. Frankly, it's insulting. The federal government used to be a place to build what you call a, quote, stable and comfortable career. And you have every reason to expect that your hard work and public service should result in the kind of middle-class life that makes buying a home and raising a child possible. But restoring that reality isn't about pivoting your career path in response to this national negligence. It's on all of us to fight to restore a state of normalcy in our own damn government. We, the people, must make those phone calls to Congress and the White House on behalf of folks like you. We must get involved in campaigns that restore sanity and order in our elected bodies in Washington. And we all must fight to restore a sense of dignity and respect to the act of public service itself. Because the reality is there are hundreds of thousands of people who are asking themselves the same thing right now. Is this really worth it? Are the sacrifices I'm making to serve my country respected and honored? Is the basic contract, the agreement I've made to serve my country, being reciprocated in return? And if hundreds of thousands of folks like you, Michelle, decide that no, it's no longer worth it, and they no longer believe in public service as a career path, then this administration has already done more lasting damage to our great nation's very foundations than any of us can realize. If we can't attract top talent to serve on behalf of our government, This isn't just a national crisis. It's a global threat to America's standing in the world. John F. Kennedy spoke to this urgent need back in 1961 in his State of the Union address, a speech we should be expecting to hear from our president on soon, but is currently up in the air given the shutdown's impact on the regular order of business in Washington. But now more than ever, I think it's important we're reminded of what real leadership sounds like. 
here's what JFK had to say. Quote, I have pledged myself and my colleagues in the cabinet to a continuous encouragement of initiative, responsibility, and energy in serving the public interest. Let every public servant know, whether his post is high or low, that a man's rank and reputation in this administration will be determined by the size of the job he does and not by the size of his staff, his office, or his budget. Let it be clear that this administration recognizes the value of dissent and daring, that we greet healthy controversy as the hallmark of healthy change. Let public service be a proud and lively career, and let every man and woman who works in any area of our national government, in any branch, at any level, be able to say with pride and with honor in future years, I served the United States government in that hour of our nation's need. If you believe in a government of the people, by the people, and run by hardworking people who deserve a paycheck, share this episode with someone who needs to hear it and do your part right now to contact your representatives and tell the White House, our White House, to put America back to work. Let's face it, speaking up at work can be really hard to do, especially for women and women of color. When the stakes are high and you've already worked so hard to just be the only woman in the room and you want to get everything right, you want to have all your facts and figures accurate before making your voice heard, it's just so much easier to stay silent instead. Researcher Deb Chahansky calls this loss of voice phenomenon. And it actually emerges in adolescent women at greater rates than men. And it sticks with us for the rest of our lives. Self-silencing behavior can actually become an unconscious habit unless we consciously engage in practicing our assertive communication skills. And we here at Bossed Up have set out to help women like you do just that. Speak Up, my live assertive communication course is back open for enrollment, and we're kicking off a new cohort launching this June. Over the course of eight life-changing weeks, you'll have access to interactive online curriculum and live weekly practice sessions where you, Irene and I, and a cohort of fellow Speak Up bosses who are owning their voice, overcoming the social messages that have taught us to keep silent, and really learning to strategically and assertively communicate when it matters most, we'll actually have the practice time to rewire our brains, create new neural pathways, and build better habits when it comes to speaking up with confidence and precision and assertively communicating in the workplace. Learn more and enroll today to secure your spot at bossedup.org speakup. That's bossedup.org speakup. 